You guys ready? Yep. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to One True Podcast. Uh, alongside me, as always, is the beat writer for the Baylor Bears for the Waco Trib, Mr. John Werner. Johnny, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Bryce. Good to have Blair on here. Yeah, let me introduce Blair Kirkoff to to our uh, listeners, viewers, whatever you want to say. Uh, Blair has been in the business for 41 years, including the last 33 at the KC Star. Uh, was there uh, in Kansas City today covering a Big 12 Men's Basketball Media Day. Blair, thanks for hopping on. Hey, Bryce, John, good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, uh, I think going into this season, Baylor fans would have not really worried too much about uh, the game on October the uh, 22nd, Um, a game they probably took for granted. is suddenly a lot more ominous as the uh, 5-2 formerly nationally ranked Kansas Jayhawks come into Waco. Um, Blair, you've been up there in Jayhawk country a long time. Um, you've seen kind of the ebbs and flows of that program. Uh, did anyone inside, outside Lawrence really see this coming? And has the excitement faded at all now that they've lost their last two? Right. Um, more, you know, yeah, you're right. Ebbs and flows and many more flows than, uh, than ebbs <laughs> for, for, for the Jayhawks over the years. No, nobody outside of their locker room saw this coming. There's there's no, no way you could have a second year of Coach Lance Leipold. And even though there were some signs in the first year that he was the right hire for Kansas, you, you, you could not have anticipated a 5-0 and o start. I, You know, when we were kind of counting up the, the potential W's and L's, like we all do with the teams that we cover, and, you know, we're trying to figure out what, what the final record might be, what bowl game they might go to. I, I had them, you know, I had them at three, and that was that was over the, the, the over-under of two and a half that, the, <laughs> you know, the, 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 the Las Vegas line had set for him. So, and I was struggling to find that third. I was just thinking I'll give Lance Leipold the benefit of the doubt. And, um, and, but they, here they go. They, they, they beat their one double a or FCS opponent easily in the first game. And that was actually a hint that when they took care of business, that this, that this might be a, a different type of team, but then to go to West Virginia, to go to Houston and win those games, that just, um, uh, uh, that that really got people around here, around Kansas community, energized about this team. And then they followed it up, of course, with you know win over Duke and the win over over Iowa State. So, uh, yeah, they have lost their last two uh, to TCU and to Oklahoma, but I, I don't think the energy level has dissipated at all from the Kansas fans. I, they're they're still pretty juiced about this team. Yeah, we've talked a lot about them on the podcast this year. To me the story of the big 12, if not all of college football. I mean, cause you know, again, like you said, I don't think really any of us saw this coming. And um, one of our local media guys that we had on the pod last week said that all Lance Leipold really has to do is win maybe one more game. And he's the big 12 coach of the year. I mean, you know, (laughs) that's taking nothing away from uh, Sonny Dykes or Mike Gundy or any of those other guys, but, what a job that he's done. 
No doubt. He, he, interesting background with him. Uh, you know, won six NCAA championships at Wisconsin Whitewater. That's Division Three. Um, spent some time as an assistant on the Frank Solich staff at Nebraska and uh, became a head coach at the University of Buffalo in the MAC and turned Buffalo around, had some success there. And then the, the Kansas job opens up, not when college football jobs typically open up after the season. Kansas didn't open up until the spring um, after the season a couple of years ago. And so a uh, new athletic director there uh, was, you know, it was tough to, you know, tough to conduct a search when everybody else, all other programs have their coach in place. But Lance Leipold, uh, his folks reached out to the KU folks and said he'd be interested in. So they missed the recruiting class in his first year. They just, uh, they had to go with what uh, the, the previous regime of Les Miles had for him. Um, but again, it, the, the season begins and, they're getting their butts kicked in the first half of the season. Typical Kansas, you know, as we've seen for the last decade and, and maybe a couple of years. But in the second half of the season, they start to play teams close. They played Oklahoma close, much closer than anybody expected. And Kansas led that game in the fourth quarter. And um, and then, of course, they go down to Austin and, and beat Texas, which was a stunning, stunning outcome they have two games after that and they're one score games against, uh, I think it was TCU and West Virginia to end the season. So people, people took notice around here then that yes, it's a two and 10 Kansas team. That's, you know, if you just look at the records, that's typical of Kansas football since the Mark Mangino days, but those who were watching closely said, you know, there was a difference mm. in the way that they were approaching games and playing in games. They were not getting penalties uh, they, they were not turning the ball over. They were doing things that winning teams do. Kansas didn't just didn't have a talent level that last year. They added transfers. Um, they they decided on the quarterback and Jalen Daniels, and that made all the difference in the first five, six, seven games of this season. Yeah. Uh, so both teams, guys, are dealing with some some uncertainty at quarterback. Uh, Baylor. Um, Blake Shapin suffered a head injury in that game at West Virginia last week, and we know uh, there's a lot of focus, emphasis on head injuries these days. Dave Aranda said this week that uh, Shapin would still need to be evaluated, and his status for the game against Kansas was kind of up in the air. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the breakout star for the Jayhawks, Jalen Daniels, uh, has missed the last couple games and um, looks doubtful to return for this one. Um, I did see on Twitter where he was disputing some reports <laughs> that he was out for the year. But uh, So how does the backup quarterback situation maybe – uh, change the complexion of things for these teams, and is one team in a better situation than the other? Johnny, I'll start with you. Yeah, uh, you know, it's funny. When Blake went out, um, he didn't look wobbly or anything. He went into the tent for a few minutes, came back, looked like he's walking okay. So uh, I don't know. It, it will be interesting whether he plays – uh, like you said, there's obviously a lot of interest after Tua, and I think teams are probably going to be a little more careful because of that, even at, down to the college level. So, uh, you know, I thought Chiron Drones looked pretty good. Uh, I'd say the first few series, uh, he he looked okay. Then he threw a, a 
a pretty bad interception near the end of the game. Um, but I think they have confidence in him. Obviously, he's played very little. And uh, but, you know, Shapin had played very little before <laughs> he went in last year. So uh, I think they have some confidence in him. But it's interesting that both teams could be starting, you know, the guys who usually back up the starters. I did see a tweet from somebody. I don't remember who it was. It said that uh, drones looked like he had a little RG3 in him. And I was like, oh, let's tap the brakes here, man. <laughs> I mean, Might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of royalty here in Waco when you start bringing Robert's name into it. Blair, what do you say? Well, uh, this is one area where Kansas might have a little bit of advantage when it comes to the experience of a backup quarterback. Um, Jason Bean is the backup. He uh, Jalen Daniels was injured in the t- in, in close to the end of the first half of the game at TCU, and or against TCU. And so Jason Bean, who had started uh, the majority of last season, uh, enters the game and in the second half throws four touchdown passes and. Even though it's at that point, I think it had been established that TCU was the better team. Uh, Kansas was matching TCU in that offense, touchdown for touchdown, until the very end, and, and TCU pulled it out. So uh, I think Kansas feels okay about uh, about Jason being a quarterback. Now, Jalen Daniels was a difference maker, uh, a, a, a true dual threat quarterback, and uh, I, I think it took a defense's advice. Defenses really hadn't seen him. It had it, it just – you hadn't he played a little bit last year and he was the quarterback for the game against Texas. Uh, but it was scouting, he was not a well scouted quarterback, and you could just tell the way he, he played against Houston, West Virginia, some of the teams early that uh, they just they had they had no idea how to stop him. He was, he, I think, he was the best player in the conference for the first month of the season in, in September. Well, he's down, he's hurt, and and Bryce, you're right. Um, it was reported by a newspaper in Kansas that he had a, uh, you know, a, a, a shoulder separation that was going to keep him out the rest of the season. And that did not come from the university. And it certainly didn't come from Jalen Daniels who took to Twitter <laughs> to um, update his status. <laughs> and with those, with those eyeballs, you know, the, the pair of eyeballs. So, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the, um, the news of Jalen Daniels season ending injury was a little premature Listen, to be honest with you, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play this the rest of the season. And you know how it goes in college football. Coaches will, you know, they'll kind of play some games with injury news and injury reports. And I, I don't blame them. You you want opponents to, you know, to be prepared for a couple of different quarterbacks. But um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be being this week. And uh, and I, I think that he'll acquit himself well. Now, um, he is not as mobile mobile as Jalen Daniels. But he's got a better arm, mm. uh, so that's that's uh, something Baylor is well aware of, and um, and so that's what that that's where Kansas is right now. If Jalen Daniels plays the season finale against Kansas State or in the bowl game, I wouldn't be surprised. But I, I don't expect to see him for the next few games. So that other Kansas Big Twelve team uh, is half of the uh, marquee game in the Big Twelve this week. That being K State. The Wildcats uh, go to Fort Worth on Saturday night, and uh, it's a battle of the only three and O teams in the conference. Uh, you know, go play TCU. Uh, that stadium should be a wash in purple, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so, 
you know, obviously this is what we all predicted at the start of the year, right? You know, K-State and TCU battling it out for conference supremacy in the Big 12. My question, what are the odds that this is a preview of the Big 12 championship game? It, it absolutely could be. You know, I was We were mentioning it today at, uh, at Big 12 Basketball Media Days. It's the it's this week's Big 12 game of the year. You know, it's like every yeah. week there, yeah. there's another one. Uh, and that's that. Listen, that's how much fun the Big 12 has been this year to see Oklahoma on the bottom like this and to see Kansas and Kansas State and TCU and, um, you know, at, at the top. It's it's been it's been very interesting. And listen, I know if you're a, a Sooners fan and you're, you're dying with with uh, Brett Venables team this year and even Texas had its. You know the the loss at Texas Tech for them earlier this season was a was a gut punch, but um, I'm I'm kind of cool with it. I, I if 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 the Big 12 is not going to have a playoff team, and it's it's kind of looking like that's the case unless TCU can can run the table. I I love seeing this parity. I love seeing multiple games every weekend that the nation is interested in, mm. and and K State at TCU is certainly that one this weekend. Number eight versus number seventeen. I think if you look, if you had to pick a you know a defensive and offensive player of the year in the Big Twelve for the first half of the season, I think they would be on these teams meeting with Max Dugan, you know, having this ridiculously good year. A guy who has been a nice but sort of average quarterback in this first couple of years, three years, I guess, and then lost his starting job only to get it back in the opener uh, that w- when their starter was injured and having a great season. And then on the Kansas State side, um, Felix and UDK Uzama, their defensive end is just a beast. And um, and I think he's having the best season so far by a, a Big 12 defensive player. TCU hasn't played a team with his defense as good as K-State. And K-State, you know, hasn't played an offense as good as TCU. So should be a fun game. And K-State will try to control the ball and, and slow the game down because that's what K-State does. And I, I, I think if it gets into a shootout, it favors TCU. A lower scoring game, lower possession game favors the Wildcats. Johnny? Yeah, I don't think anybody thought either of those teams would be as good as they've been. Uh, you know, uh, TCU, you didn't quite know with Sonny Dykes coming in, but you you knew they'd probably be, be better on offense. And they've been great on offense. You know, leading the league 45 points per game. Uh, like Blair mentioned, uh, Max Dugan, just really Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year right now. Um, so, what about, yeah. Hey, what about Adrian Martinez? That guy's <laughs> getting it done, too. He's, he is, too. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, gosh, you know, it's funny. At the start of the year, after Oklahoma State, everybody thought Baylor's schedule was going to be pretty easy at home. You know, Kansas <laughs> – Kansas State, TCU. Not so much. (laughs) Not so much. It's pretty rough. Hey, the easy games are on the road now. They got to go to OU, to Texas. (laughs) Uh, That's right. It's it's funny how it's changed. You're right about Adrian Martinez. He is, um, you know, transfer from Nebraska, showed talent uh, there, but was prone to making mistakes, especially late in close games. And it just, um, it just kind of snowballed on him. And it was a, it was the, the best move for him was to transfer. And he ends up at a program where he's coached by Colin Klein. And I got, you guys remember Colin Klein, oh, yeah. the, old, great. The, the old Kansas state quarterback, who's, who's the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach there. 
And he's done a wonderful job with Adrian Martinez. Um, he, Adrian Martinez has not thrown an interception this year. His, you know, it's but it was 65 or whatever it was yard run sealed the game, the win at Oklahoma. He has just been big play after big play. And is this was the player that Nebraska fans thought they were going to get. Instead, it's his, his talent has really surfaced at, at Kansas State and, um, and, and Wildcats. It's changed the season for the Wildcats. I don't think Colin Clyde has still thrown an interception for K-State because <laughs> all he did was run for 150 yards every game. He did. He was great. Great running quarterback. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Blair, you kind of referenced it, but what a crazy parody-filled league this has been this year. Uh, so nine of the 17 games in the Big 12 have been decided by a touchdown or less. Three of the four last week were decided by just three points you guys have been around this league a long time is this the most balanced this conference has ever been yeah i i'm i'm of that opinion um you know of course we're we're in the middle of this season and uh but one thing i did do i, I looked up some previous years and there was one year i think it was the the year before, maybe it was two years before Baylor won the title. Didn't they win it in fourteen? It was the first year mm-hmm. of of the um, uh, first year of the college football playoff. We all know that and how that yeah. played out. But but in in two years before that, in twenty twelve, that was a year Kansas State won the Big Twelve. They were tied with Oklahoma, but beat, beat OU in a head to head. There were nine bowl teams that year. Nine of the ten teams went to a bowl game. So. For, for something like that to happen, you've got to have, you know, not only uh, you have to have a terrible team at the bottom. And of course, Kansas was winless that year. So everybody got a win over Kansas. But then you, you can't really have too many teams at the top that are, you can't have a top heavy league either. So in 2012, you had all these six and six, seven and five, eight and four type teams. And that's how you get nine in a bowl, nine of the 10 you know, in a bowl <laughs> game that year. And I kind of think we're looking at something like that this year. Now they're all going to beat up on each other, but every at the midway point in the season, everybody's got at least three wins. So if you have you know, the rest of your games the rest of the way, if everybody wins at home, so, say, I think you could end up with eight or nine bowl teams this year. And that that nothing says parity like uh, you know, a whole bunch of six and six and seven and five teams. Well, we've even discussed the possibility on this podcast a couple of weeks ago of there being ten bowl teams in this league it's not out of the realm of possibility hard to do but uh baylor you know the defending big 12 champ still needs three to get there uh and yet i somehow still think they'll they they'll do it and we thought west virginia might be the outlier and they picked up a key win last week against baylor john i mean what do you think has is this the craziest most topsy-turvy league that you know you can remember yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't think there's just a real great team, you know, a real dominating team. All the games have been close so far, uh, and there's not a really horrible team either. So you you got a bunch of teams that are kind of similar, you know, just as far as what they can do. And uh, I think, you know, the last week of the year, we're going to have a bunch of five and six, six and five teams coming into that final week. And uh Probably some bowl games will be on the line, but uh, it's really fun to see, you know, you know, not seeing a lot of blowouts and, 
you know, seeing really close games week after week. I really think that says a lot about the league. Yeah, and I think OU and Texas are sitting there going, man, we got to get out of this doggy dog conference, man. Get over to something where it's a little more top heavy, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, no telling what those guys are, you know, go thinking now. Look, Texas is uh, Texas is coming on. I kind of like what they're doing here, um, uh, but uh, but to, but they did lose a tech, and I I don't I I don't know if they're the best team in the league. I you know they, they were certainly not ranked as they would, you know, as the best team. They're behind what, um, you know, TCU, Oklahoma State, K-State at least when it comes to maybe a, a power ranking of, of Big 12 teams. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking at a couple of seven and two teams in the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not sure we've ever had that. Just not since it's been a 10-team league, you know, eight and ones or nine and O's. I'm not sure we've had two seven and twos. And like I said earlier, if if the Big Twelve team's not going to be in the national championship in the, in the Final Four, then let let it be like this. Let let it be where we every game is interesting. You, you it's can't miss. You know every time slot on 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 Saturday if you're watching from home, you, you just want to see every game. And I was thoroughly entertained by TCU Oklahoma State last week and. Um, and, 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 you know, in, in another year, I might not have watched that game or just been interested in the score, but right. I, w- I wanted to see that game this yeah. year. And, and there are a lot of them like that. Yeah, no doubt. It's a lot of fun. Uh, so I'm going to preface my last question with a little bit of a story. Um, so a few years back, I don't remember how many it was. Um, several of the big 12 papers got together and started emailing each other and were like, Hey, let's share our content uh, with each other. We're not really in direct competition with each other. And I always called that the consortium, that we had the consortium. (laughs) So I want to say that Blair is part of the panel. Uh, (laughs) And what I'm talking about here is you got uh, recruited, I assume, to to be part of a media panel for a Big 12 uh, produced football show um uh that includes you and max olson of the athletic jenny carlson of the oklahoman correct me if i'm wrong on any of this no you're good uh joseph duarte of the houston chronicle all of whom have appeared on our podcast right john oh yeah yeah we've had a quite the collection yeah uh so Blair, what's just that experience been like? And, uh, you know, does the Big 12 give you guys carte blanche to talk about whatever you want? Well, first of all, I'm honored to be part of the quartet now. I have completed the uh, the foursome uh, on your on, on the podcast. That's great. Uh, it's, it's, it's been it's been great to uh, to talk Big 12 football uh, on it's a. Uh, uh, it's a Big 12 Plus, so it's a streaming. Uh, it's a show that's uh, streamed. It's an hour of of Big 12 football highlights, and uh, to me, it's only about 25 years too late. Big 12 should have been doing this from the from the get go. Uh, I love the show, and so we're we're like the final 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, the, the folks you mentioned and myself, we just sit around and talk about about Big 12 football, and the show's co-hosted. Uh, one of the co-hosts here is here in Kansas City that I've known for a while, but uh, but it's a, it's it's pretty loose. We all know each other. I've known J- Jenny used to work at the Star many many years ago. I've known and I've known Joseph forever. Um, just 
crossing paths like I do with you guys uh, along the trail. Um, Max is the one I've gotten to know, and, and Max brings a depth of knowledge that's uh, that's remarkable. He's you know he he's doing now what I used to do, which was go to a kind of a Big Twelve or national game of the week. Um, he's doing that for the, for the athletic and, and I just stay closer to home now for the star, but it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's just a sort of a loose, uh, fun conversation about certain topics in big 12 sport, big 12 football. And, um, and, and it debuted this year and it's in a year that there's so much to talk about. we never lack for topics. We always run out of time. I think we could talk, we could take up half the show talking about big 12 football, like we're doing today mm-hmm. with, uh, with you guys. There's so much to say and so much fun, and uh, I'm I'm glad to be part of it and and happy that they invited me to do it. But I, I am something of the the village elder on the show, and uh, um, so I, when I refer to you know Michael Crabtree or RG three or you know or I even go back to Grant Wistrom or somebody you know somebody from some blast from the past, um, I, I get some quizzical looks, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> But I'm glad I can bring a little bit of history to it as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, old Max, you know, he probably doesn't remember the big eight days. I mean. <laughs> no, no, no. Cool. That, 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 that part is, it, it is fun. I, you know, just to have covered, like, like John, you guys uh, covered so many events for so long in this part of the country. Um, we, we, you know, we, we, we know, we know it and, and kind of understand it. And I, I think our, uh, then have fun reporting on it. Yeah. So tell people where they can watch it. It's on ESPN Plus, correct? It is. It is. It's, so you got to go to uh, the way I do it is I should have it. I should have it bookmarked, but I don't. <laughs> I just go to ESPN uh, and watch. Uh, and then you can, they breaks it down into college football. And then by conferences, you click on the Big 12. And it's uh, on that property because because ESPN owns the third tier rights for the big 12 schools for most of them. Anyway, you get the coaches shows uh, highlights. It's, it's a great uh, service to have if you, if you subscribe to that ESPN plus. So um, that's where it is. It's, it's, it's housed with uh, all the programming that big 12 schools do during the week. And this is just one. It's like I said, it's an hour long um, and we're the last, you know, the last quarter of it. And, um, uh, and it's, 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 we, we usually end up talking over each other. There's so much to say. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, hopefully people will check it out. And, uh, you know, I think it's, I think it's a cool, like you said, it's, it's way too late. It's, you know, this is a cool idea and hopefully they'll, they'll keep it going in the future. Um, through just, you know, the craziness of the newspaper business, you've actually been covering more Missouri this year, but uh, I'm sure that we will uh, run into you, you know, at some Big 12 event or another. Save us some barbecue up there in KC. <laughs> hey, we'll do. We'll do. Yeah, Missouri and the Chiefs, that's sort of been my priorities this this oh, football man. season. But 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 I always, always keep up with the Big 12. I'll be sitting in the press box wherever I am. And I'll, you know, I'll always have the big 12 scores on my screen or uh, I'm always keeping up with uh, what's going on in the league. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on with us and talking a little big 12 football. I mean, you sounded like you knew what you're talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fooled him again. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, thanks this was guys. fun. Yep. Thanks, thanks, Larry. Yep. Great to see you. Thanks for having me on. Sure. No problem.